right, it is episode 257 of the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. I'm Elio, he's Ben. Ben, what's going on? Not much, man, not much. I feel very uh, refreshed. Um, just got out of the shower and I'm ready to kick ass on this show tonight. So thank you for a little bit of a break. Um, but you'll have me um, at full capacity uh, next week for sure. All right. What is going on here? I, I look brighter than MJF. I look more orange than MJF. What's going on? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Ladies and gentlemen, um, I, I just turned my light off to compensate for, uh, for Elio's brightness. You see, Elio... Well, plus it's, it's still light out here, so that's probably to do with it as well. Yeah. It just got dark within the last couple minutes at my house. Let's see what um, it looks like here. Keep keep going. I'm just turning it off. See what happens. Um. Oh yeah, yes. We're we're oh, both there we in go. The, we're both in the dark. There you go. Um. It it's it's a dark age episode of the <laughs> right. podcast. The dark age. <laughs> so. There's the there's the title right there. Oh, there we go. PNC. The PNC progression, PNC progression wrestling podcast, the Dark Age. Yes, exactly. There we go. Actually, um, we just do the Dark Age. We don't have to repeat the name of the podcast. Yeah, because it's already there, so you can just call it the Dark Age. Yeah. Anyway, um, so we have a packed show for you, and Elio, I I understand that we typically do the highs and lows and and for most of the shows that's exactly what we're gonna do um but when it comes to D- dynamite specifically holy fuck <laughs> I, I we need to have a, a slightly more in-depth conversation because yes um I, I don't understand what's going on here um as a matter of fact, folks, uh, while uh, while we finish up making our opening commentary, I am going to double check the double or nothing card because, unless I am very much mistaken, there are only three matches announced so far for the pay per view, and if that's the case, folks, um. You know, I don't see the point in us doing a pre-show for the pay-per-view on Tuesday, especially given the fact that unless things have changed and LAO hasn't told me yet, um, I think we're scheduled to do a big um, joint post-show with the guys from Wrestling POV. I swear to God, folks, as as the wrestling gods is my collective witness, actually, I don't, uh, actually, the, I, don't, I don't know what's sorry, going sorry, on here. sorry. There's nine matches on Double or Nothing. Wait, when did wait a minute? When did they announce those? I just checked that now. I'm I'm on Wikipedia right now. I okay. I got I got lucky because well, not not literally because that would be alarming, but mentally I'm about to shit myself. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do that. Because, well, that's why that's why I said not literally. Um, but um, but th- this is this is where I'm getting very confused because um, 
I'm pretty sure only three have been officially announced. Okay, because uh, but uh, so I mean uh, we can go. We can, I can run down the we can run down the card. Uh, and then if you want, we can run down the card at the end after we we get through everything. What well, no? Because we're gonna do that on Tuesday. But I, all right, okay, all right, okay. I I just can't. I cannot believe this, folks. I just uh, I'm looking at this and I just <laughs> I mean what. They haven't even advertised half of this shit. We're not going to do predictions. Oh, so, oh, so no, you're looking at the same thing I'm looking at, right? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. No, that's fine. So, okay. so, okay. So we're not going to do the official predictions because then we might as well not be here on Tuesday. And plus, we have to go on the show on Wednesday. But I just want you to listen to the announced card so far. As Elio said, it's nine matches. And mentally, folks, and Elio will do this verbally with me, tell me the level of advertising that has been there for each match outside of outside of the World Championship Fatal Fortway. Okay. Uh, are, are you ready, Elio? Yes, sir. So first we have Ethan Page and the Guns versus Isaiah Cassidy and the Hardys. How much advertising have we gotten for that? Zero. And now hold on. Before you go on. TV time. Before you go on. Did you have you heard about Isaiah Cassidy's character change or gimmick change? No. Oh my god. They 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 gave him this new gimmick where he moans in people's ears. <laughs> oh Why? it is terrible. <laughs> I well, I, 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 wouldn't, I I wouldn't believe it if I didn't see it, but I saw a video where he tried it on Kenny Omega. Why would you do that? And it's not even funny. The, the only people that, that laughed were the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. This is so fucking stupid. Oh man. my god! <laughs> I am not gonna I am not gonna moan live on the air. This is this is not a soft core porn video. Kill me now. What the fuck? What is going on right now? Like and you know it's you know it's bad, folks, when Elio says what the fuck before I do. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez. Okay, go go on. What's the next so, match? So so no no no. How much advertise how much advertising or TV time? Have we gotten for Ethan Page and the Guns versus Cassidy and the Hardys? Zero. I thought it was done with the firm dilution match. Well, that's what I thought. Okay. So, okay. So it's not just me. I'm not just blind or not paying attention. Nope. So, so next up, we have the unsanctioned match Chris Jericho versus Adam Cole. Okay. Uh, We've gotten a little bit, but. And I'll, I'll be right back. This is killing me. I have to turn on the light back here. Yeah. But, folks, it's been a absolutely terrible build. And I don't know about you, but I was, um, you know, I'll get Elio's commentary as soon as he comes back to the uh, back to the desk. Oh, the prodigal son is returning. Oh, I'm so happy. But, anywho, um, Chris Jericho and Adam Cole. I gotta tell you, 
I know we've gotten a little bit, you know, we had that piss poor, uh, you know, caning episode with um, with uh, Soraya and uh, Britt Baker with the horrible Adam acting. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. We're going to go over this further on the AEW um, a Dynamite review, folks, but... I'll tell you what, that match that uh, Jericho had with Roddy Strong, that was a miss for me. And okay. with with that level of talent involved, that's that's a shocker. Um, but, okay, we got a little bit of that uh, in terms of advertising. Next up, we have an AEW TBS championship match. Okay, we got, got, we got a little bit of advertising for that on Rampage, I guess. Well, and like, who watches Rampage? Exactly. You know, took the words right out of my mouth. Elio knows what I'm going to say before I say it. I love this motherfucker <laughs> guy. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. But this build is not wonderful. And speaking of uh, Jade Cargill, folks, and I, I mean this in all seriousness. Um, today apparently marks 500 days that that Cargill has held the TBS championship. And oh, yay! Well, Hooray! <laughs> thank you. That is, that is one, of, that's one of my new favorite tidbits from the show. Well done, sir. But, but you know, and I, I don't, I don't mean this as as insulting toward Jade Cargill, but um, but strictly in terms of the, the title itself, um, with Jade Cargill being the only champion. Uh, and and quite frankly, the uh, lackluster reign that she's had, because by and large, folks, she has beaten absolutely nobody in that 500-day reign, um, with the possible exception of one or two people. Um, you know, and it's just, um, and when I say she's beaten nobody, I mean nobody of, of really big name. Um, so it's just really confusing to me as to why I should care. Um, I'm assuming that she's largely been on Rampage because I haven't seen Jake Cargill on uh, Dynamite. No, uh, she's, she's been on Rampage mostly. Okay, well, I don't watch Rampage because, say it with me, folks, fuck Rampage. <laughs> it, it means nothing, and especially, um, at, Especially with uh, Collision coming soon, um, uh, June 17th was the announced start date. Um, you know, I just, I see Rampage going the same direction as, you know, Dark and Dark Elevent, Dark Elevation eventually, because it's just, it's not relevant and it's too much content. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, at this point, you're just you're saturating the market, and it's just too uh, too much. You know, there was there was a time, folks, when uh, when I thought AEW Dark and hear me out on this was a very important um, show in the industry, um, because and even though I never watched it, so it's gonna sound weird coming from me, but the reason why I found um, AEW Dark to be um, interesting was 
during the pandemic, it really kept independent wrestling in the spotlight. Um, there were a lot of guys that got opportunities to work on that program um, that otherwise otherwise wouldn't have probably had a lot of work had it not been for Dark at the time. So for that reason, I am sad that Dark's gone, but realistically, in terms of what it means for AEW and all that stuff, nobody gives a fuck. And it is it and it's really unfortunate that I have to say that, but I I mean because I'm not trying to be a smart ass or like a negative Nelly wrestling fan. Um but it's just it's so stupid. And when something doesn't mean much, it's just why is it there? And I feel like Rampage is reaching, has already reached that level along with, you know, dark and elevation. And, you know, because think about it, folks. Now, he's, Tony Khan has, has, um, uh, Dynamite. He's got Rampage. He, thank you for the sound effect. He, he's got Dynamite. He's got Rampage. He's got Ring of Honor, and now he's got Collision. You know, it's just, and even with the two cancel cancellations, it's just like, holy shit. You know, now, thankfully, I've been reading lately that they've kind of um, been putting together a uh, creative team in AEW, which previous to very recently wasn't really a thing. Um, apparently Tony Khan and company were very much, um, you know, that was like Tony Khan's area where he was the writer and he was like the be all and all of that aspect of things. So if it's true that he now has a writing team around him, um, then that's great. Uh, the, the negative, the negative side to, to those names that I'm hearing that are involved a lot of those guys are wrestlers on the roster. So it's like, not only is it creative control of their own, you know, things, which we which we saw too much of in WCW. Speaking of WCW, doesn't the, the Collision logo look a hell of a lot like the, the Monday Night Nitro logo? Yeah. Jesus, can we get... Now, I'm, I'm, I'm going to use my own nickname, but my nickname over on POV is the original. And ladies and gentlemen, that Collision logo is certainly not original in any sense of the imagination. The second that came up on screen, I'm like, face palm. You know, it's just, what the fuck? I mean, sometimes when I watch wrestling, I wish I had like a, you know, like a... um camera pointed at my face just so you could see my reactions because it's like oh fucking shit um so and on top of the on top of that um you know with CM Punk's return now being up in the air it's like holy fuck what are they gonna do now because Collision was supposed to be centered around CM Punk so it's gonna be very interesting but um, getting back to the um, Double or Nothing card, sorry, I went on a little bit of a rant there. 
I know Ben. I'm gonna have to edit. I might have to edit that down. No, no, you're not gonna edit me on my show. God damn it! I said what I said, and that's good information. You fuck. Because <laughs> I we all we're not going on a rant. We're just running down the car. You went on a rant. You went on a, how how long was it? And it's eight thirty. You want a well, ten minute rant? Well, so what? Uh, next up, we have well, so far, so far, nobody cares about it because it's an international championship blackjack battle royal versus uh, with orange. No, we don't. Wait, no. Are you are you you're going from the bottom up, right? Yeah, but according to the one that I'm looking at, it's listed there. Oh, okay, because uh, I'm going from the bottom up, and I've got the Anarchy and the Arena match. Okay, go on. No, it's okay. We'll go off of yours. Go ahead. And then, uh, next up, we have... Yeah, no one cares about the casino or whatever. It's called ladder match or whatever. Nobody, give, nobody gives a single fuck. Right. And then we have the TNT Championship ladder match, Wardlow versus Christian Cage. Oh, yay. Okay, well, we've gotten a little bit of, you know, av- you know, TV, yeah. time for, TV time for that. Honestly, I would prefer if the opportunity was going to Luchasaurus. I know, this makes no sense. Okay, go ahead. But, but we'll, we'll save that rant for um, Tuesday, now that we have a full card to rant over. Um, next up... We have Jamie Hader versus Tony Storm. Absolutely no advertisement for this. Does, and, and does anybody care about the outcast on AEW television? No. You mean NWO 2.0? Oh, God. It's fucking <laughs> dumbest. It's just, no, no, no. It's, it's exact, you're exactly right, Elio. It's the female NWO. I'm like, fuck, no. Please, God, don't let this happen. Um, and then next up, we have the AEW World Cha- World Tag Championship match: FTR versus Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal with Mark Briscoe as the special guest. No referee. one cares. No disrespect to Mark Briscoe, but why yeah. the fuck is he involved in this? Right. What what the fuck is going on here? Nobody gives a fuck. And then um, next up we have Anarchy in the Arena with the Blackpool Combat Club uh, taking on the Elite. Yeah, there was no uh, advertisement for this. Only this past Wednesday is announcement. It's just like what the fuck. You know? And then main event, of course, we have the Pillars Fatal Four Way match. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> Which. Which has which has honestly gotten the most time out of anything, justifiably so because it is the main event, folks. But the the interactions between the four of them, quite frankly, have not been that good. I would say their first promo back and forth was pretty good, but since then it's oh just been, my god, it's just been okay, <laughs> that Ben absolutely. <laughs> Shit. You see the poster for Double or Nothing? Uh, no, I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna show you right now. You never you didn't see it yet, did you? No. Oh my god. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
Elio, you need to get hired as a creative director for graphics or some shit. I don't, I don't know. Do you, Tony Khan? What do I send my resume? You know, well, I don't know. I don't know if you want to work for uh, AEW at this point. Crazy eyes. (laughs) It seems like there's a lot of funny shit going on. I might, I, I might be working in. I might be working on the poster and he'll just walk in with his crazy eyes and scare me. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, uh, with that in mind, um, should we take a break from AEW topics for a minute and go over... Um, well, 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 we're done with the card. That was the last one, right? Yeah, that was the yeah. last match. Yeah, so let's go against Monday Night Raw. Yeah. Take it away, man. Uh, so uh oh we have we have time i can do this in in 10 minutes okay yeah. very good um so first up we have well you know i'm just gonna go high as i want it's not the not the first up so so um the first high point i would say was nakamura versus the Miz. i know shock i gave them as a high point all right uh, um but 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 they need to I, they need to stop that tiny balls uh, chant, and I blame AJ Styles for that. Well, it was funny when it started, but as soon as they had Shinsuke Nakamura saying it in Japanese, I'm like, why are you doing this to Shinsuke? Yeah. Because, you know, it just makes him sound stupid. Yeah. Um, um, and the, uh, the next high point was... Um, well, certainly not into share. Uh, good God. Judgment Day versus Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Yep. That um, was a high point. Yep. Yeah. And then, so those are the two high points. Let me just, uh, scroll back up to the top here just so I have access to the, to the full card. But let me ask you a question. Are you going off of a website to give your high points and low points? Yes, I am. But why? Why don't you? I've explained that time after time, Elio. I know I'm just saying. I mean, it sounds like so much work for you to go through. Uh, I'm I'm trying to make things easy for you. Uh, Well, it's actually not that bad. Um, All All right. But low point, I would say the Battle Royal, with the exception of the end. The ending was pretty good, but I just find these number one contender things to be... Wait, wait. You like that, uh, the winner of the Battle Royal? No. That's why it's a low point. Oh, that's your low point, yeah. Okay. Uh, No, you know what? For me, it was okay, but I I give it a low point just for the winner because... Yeah. It's just like, holy shit. Yeah. And um, I like the final four, but the fact that they went with Mustafa Ali, oh my God. Yeah, yeah. Jeez. Jesus Christ. Um, and then uh, the the next low point was the Cody Rhodes promo. Okay. I've just, I've had enough. And the, the Indusher versus the Jobbers, nobody gives a fuck. Um. Anybody? No. Anybody so I, give a fuck? No. Nobody. So I have to ask, is Cody Rose promos getting repetitive for you? 
Uh, extremely, yes. Yeah. Um, and it's a shame because I really like Cody, but the, the promos are just getting on my nerves. Yeah. So I'm done with my highs and lows. What did you have? All right. So for high points, I had the Becky Lynch promo, Miz and uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Sammy and Kevin Owens in the Judgment Day. Okay. No points. I had Indusher, um, the Battle Royal, and Raquel and Chelsea Green. Now, two side notes. First of all, you have Mustafa Ali confronting Imperium and telling them to think positive. Ali, stop. What is this <laughs> that they're doing with him? Think positive, Ali. No, don't do that. <laughs> Please stop. <laughs> and then another. They, they just make their talent look like complete dumbasses. But, 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 but like um, J.D. McDonough and uh, Dolph Ziggler during the match. But I like the backstage. Uh, did you notice who walked into the frame at the end of J.D. McDonough's interview? Well, that was on SmackDown, not Raw. I think that was on SmackDown, not Raw. Yeah, on SmackDown. No, that was on Raw in the Battle Royal. Oh, um, I think Bad. it was. I think it was Finn, right? Yeah, Finn Balor walked into the frame at the end of the interview. Yeah, so that was interesting. Yeah, because he would. He's gonna fit like a glove in Judgment Day. Yeah, so th- that's gonna be awesome. So that's pretty much a high points, low points for me for Raw. Okay, and uh, with that in mind, we'll take a brief break. And we'll be right back, and Elio will give you your NXT review. All right, we're back. We can get into NXT, and I have high points. I've got the Creed Brothers versus the Dyad, and I have, uh, let's see what else. And I have Kenna James and Thea Hale. Low points, I have Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams versus Drew Gulak and Charlie Dempsey. Why? I mean, I mean, why would you even have that match? Good yeah, Lord. it was weird. It was it was weird because okay, um, Carmelo and Trick came out to the ring to call out Braun Breaker, but instead Drew Gulak and Charlie Dempsey come out and they're like, "You just walk by and disrespect us. How about you meet us in the ring tonight?" And so that there's your main event right there. Oh God, that's riveting. And, and we got uh, thanks, what? thanks, Sean. And we got and we got a Willy Wonka chant from the audience, directed to directed towards Charlie Dempsey. Oh fuck off! <laughs> Although that is pretty funny, because now that you mention it, I can kind of see that. Another low point I have is that Cord Jaden fell on Henley. There was absolutely zero chemistry in this match. It was just terrible from start to finish. And my final low points: the supernova sessions with Noam Dar. I don't, I don't know what they're what they're doing with this guy. I, mean, I I just think I just think he doesn't fit in the, like the U.S. version. No, he, uh, he he's a very odd character. Yeah, and, and like I'm not, like he's a very good wrestler. I think we saw plenty of that on NXT UK. Yep. But um, this I um. I don't see it lasting on the U.S. version of NXT, and certainly not on the main roster. Mm-hmm. 
And it's it's not his fault. It's just he's got one of those gimmicks that I I just believe is DOA when it comes to the main roster. Yep, I agree. I mean, I'm I've never really been a big fan of uh, Norm Dark. Like, and I think I mentioned where he got the name right on a previous episode. You may have, yeah. How uh, he got the name from uh, Oasis. Oh, God. Because he's a big fan of Oasis, so he took uh, the Gallagher brothers, he took Noel and Liam, and he put them together, and he came up with Noem Dar. That's why his, uh, that's why he's called the, he's called the rock star Supernova. Oh, my God. Because, because everything is, all comes from, it's all inspired by Oasis. Oh, yay, <laughs> hooray. hooray, yay, hooray. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just absolutely riveted by that story. It has nothing to do with you. I have no problem with you whatsoever. <laughs> but, okay, so that's, what my, that's uh, basically what I have for NXT, so... Um, now we're going to move on to Dynamite with Ben. Ben, what do you got? Okie dokie. Sorry. You're going to have, you're going to have to bear with me, folks, because I may go on a rant here, folks. As a matter of fact, I guarantee you I'm going to, because it's, it's not that I found any particular, uh, you know, in-ring, action bad but um but Elio let me ask you are are the are the matchups between the combatants kind of weird to you in terms of like how they match them up no this was a very weird uh, episode of dynamite yes yeah, so like, it was very it just, weird it just it just kind of doesn't make sense yeah for instance Orange Cassidy and Darby Allen versus Lee Moriarty and Big Bill. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> and, and, I'm, I'm guessing that's your low point that you're starting with. Yes. Yes. Okay. Very good. Yes. Okay. I have I have that as a low point as well. Go ahead. Um. And why is Sammy Guevara having a squash match this close to his to his? title match and i'm gonna add something onto that why is he continuously cutting babyface promos i don't know the guy the guy is not a babyface okay no he's just he's just not he's absolutely not no um and then of course they got the the um the oh yes we we got the um sanjay dutt jeff garrett and company promo including the return of karen jarrett i don't care it was well neither do i it oh my god so... I, I i read someone uh left a comment saying this is tna 2.0 well it certainly felt like it yeah um on that on that particular segment it certainly felt like it because it's like you know, and I, I mean no disrespect to Ken and Jarrett whatsoever. Um, but it's just, can somebody explain to me why? It's just, 
I, I don't get it. And like, there's, there's no venom. There's no anger there, but somebody has to explain to me why. Yep. I, I just don't get it. And, um, the next low point is the outcast versus Hikaru Shida and Britt Baker. And it hurts me to give Hikaru Shida a low point. But good God, these matches are irre- irrelevant. Just stop. It just fucking stop it. Um, Chris Jericho versus Roderick Strong. This was uh, this was the the best. I would say no. I would say this was a good um, you know stipulation match. I just didn't care because, um, because it just, I just, I didn't care. I mean, I mean, there's nothing more I can say. It wasn't bad. It wasn't particularly good. It was just there. I mean, there was a swerve at the end with, um, Chris Jericho losing because of the sneak attack by Cole to help out his friend. Yeah. You know, I, I honestly expected Jericho to roll over strong and, and to get to um, Cole at double or nothing. So that, that was a swerve, but I just didn't give a fuck about the match at all. Um, all right. But high points, um, Roosh versus Jungle Boy. Mm, okay. And Jay White versus uh, Ricky Starks. All right. And, and you know what, folks? And those weren't even particularly good. It's just that in terms of the wrestling matches, these are the guys that I want to see on the show. Yeah. You know? Um, but they're not doing a very good job in terms of in terms of building up these feuds. I mean, Jungle Boy versus Roosh. <laughs> what did, what, you know, what no. did I say... What did I say earlier about random fucking matchups? Now, Ben, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Are you a fan of Roosh? Yes, I am. Okay. I mean, maybe, uh, maybe it's just me. I'm just uh, not like a big fan of his. But yeah, maybe it's just me. But well, well, that's because you haven't seen enough of him. Well, yeah, because well, maybe because I haven't seen like I haven't well. Yeah, because we never really, I never really saw much ROH until I started a WPOV. Believe me, he was in Ring of Honor. He was a different animal. Okay. And, um, and they need to bring that version of Roosh to the table. All right. And, and somebody, okay, and some why. And it's going to sound like I'm being a smart ass for the sake of being a smart ass, folks, but I promise you I'm not. Well, why is Jorge with Roosh? Nobody gives a fuck. Wait, who? Roosh's manager, Jorge. The, the Like the butler kind of guy. Oh. Wait, what? oh no, oh, okay, uh, yeah, I, I know who you're talking about now. I was getting him uh, confused with that, whatever that guy's name, um, Abrahantes or whatever. Yeah, I like, I, I have a fondness for Abrahantes only because he has pugs. 
Plus, he recently rescued one, and I follow him on Instagram, so shout out to Alex Everhontis, because I'll always be a fan of yours, only because you're a, you're a pug father just like I am. Gotta love it. So, um, you know, can't hate on him for that. I'm sorry, it's just against my constitution. Um, but, um... Yeah, not a, not a lot going on in terms of building double or nothing for um for um, dynamite, and um that's my main that's my main gripe with it. I mean, I mean, you to start the show, we went over the card minus the predictions for double or nothing because we're gonna give you the official um prediction show on Tuesday along with the raw review as usual. Um, but, you know, prior to you saying we have a full card, I was like, we only have three matches. Um, because those are the only matches that have really been given any long-term relevancy on, um, you know, TV. And it's just like, what the fuck? I mean, and it, it's, it's more disturbing for... AEW not to be able to build a pay-per-view than it is for WWE not to be able to. And the reason for that is because AEW has so much more airtime to build storylines in between pay-per-views, whereas, you know, typically WWE operates on a four-week schedule. You know, and so it's just, I'm sure the pay-per-view will be great and, you know, you definitely want to tune in for our post show because, in my opinion, the pay-per-view post shows are some of the best uh, shows that we do and certainly some of my favorites. Um, but it's just, you know, if you hadn't watched TV going into Double or Nothing and you just ordered the pay-per-view, like, what's going on? I, I don't feel like you would you would, would be missing very much in terms of, like, oh, I really missed a massive development. Like, how did this happen? Like, you know, it, it's so the, the TV just feels almost irrelevant to me. And, you know, I mentioned earlier, it felt like they were treading water just waiting for CM Punk to return. And now that's up in the air. So I don't know what the fuck they're going to do, but they, they had better get their ass in gear after double or nothing. I don't care about CM Punk. I don't want to hear about this guy anymore. Like, seriously, he needs to go home and just, like, get off my screen altogether. He's terrible. <laughs> fuck CM Punk. <laughs> well, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> Well, and then uh, actually, Collision is gonna be in Toronto as well. Oh, so are you gonna go to that one to a TV taping? No, because who am I gonna go with? There's no one here that watches wrestling. I'm the only one. What the? What is going on here? Oh Lord! I know exactly. All right, this is why I drink. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> he, he he doesn't really drink, folks. Which is what which what which is what makes this monologue so funny to me. I just 
I feel like I have to break that down for you since we're not a visual podcast. It is okay. So it is um, is that it for your high point low points? Yes, sir. So basically, my low points are the same high points. I gave it to Chris Jericho and uh, Roderick Strong, and this is my reason for the nostalgic factor because we don't see matches like that anymore. We rarely get to see that. All we see nowadays is death matches where one involving John Moxley, where one or both uh, guys are bleeding buckets of blood. Yeah, I can appreciate that. Uh, and uh, there was that one part where I swear they were they were on that ledge in the stairwell. I'm like, please get off of that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was afraid someone that was going to fall off the ledge. I'm like, Please get off. <laughs> yeah, because we, we don't want to see anybody getting significantly no. hurt. You know, so, <laughs> absolutely. So, yeah, that's uh, pretty much uh, the same uh, things uh, that you have is on my list. So, I guess that does it for EW on to SmackDown. Absolutely, sir. All right. So, SmackDown for high points, I have... LWO versus the Usos, and I have Selena Vega and Oscar, and I gave it to Pretty Deadly and the Balling Brutes, and of oh, course that, and, and of oh course that, and of course that Billy Graham tribute. Yes, I I thought that that was very well done. Wait a minute! What? Oh my God! What is it, the Pretty Deadly like that match? No. Why? They suck. I mean, not not as wrestlers. As wrestlers, they are very very good. But but the um the gimmick is vomit inducing. Well, I know the gimmick. I'm not a. I wasn't a fan of theirs. But I, on the main roster, I'm gonna give them a chance. But you know what it is to me. Pretty deadly is the tag team equivalent of Orange Cassidy. Only you know it's just much worse because of the fucking outfits. Please, yeah, please get, please get new ring gear. Like seriously, <laughs> you see, I'm terrified. I, I, can't, I can't do it. And and the, and and the fact of the matter is that during the, you know half of their match was cut off by the fucking you know commercial break. Oh. Here it is, you know, a, a major acquisition from NXT. And trust me, folks. Trust me, fuck. I understand that commercials have to be in there. They have to make their money. Advertising is how they do it. I get it. Okay, I'm not. A, I'm not a horse's asshole. <laughs> but, oh, damn. <laughs> God, what the fuck? <laughs> but it's just like, why would you? Why would you put a, a lengthy commercial right in the middle of a debuting tag team? First match on the brand with with this shit, I just so that you know and it was it was you know getting back to the gimmick for a minute it just makes me want to puke. Honest to Christ. All right. Okay. Uh-uh. So um, um. Oh no! I was seeing there just finish my low points because I gave my oh. high points already. So for low oh. points. I have Isla Dawn and Alba Fire versus Valentina Feroz and Ulisa Leon. Thank you. And the Grayson Waller effect, especially with that intro. Like, what that, what, what, what was it with that intro? 
It like, was great. Grayson Waller is not as good as as uh, he's made out to be. Um, you know, I think he's good, but I don't think he's great yet. No, so, that's what that's what I mean. Like uh, he got this like this huge uh, intro. Like he's not that good, great yet. He's good, not great. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Um. Okay, what do you have? I'm I'm done with my have no points. Okay. Um. So I had for high points, I had the um the bloodline um the bloodline segment. That was that was their best segment in a while in terms of storytelling, and and just the little subtle bump between Roman um, Reigns yeah, and, and so yeah, and um. You know, I, I just, that promo made me want to see where they're going next on top of it. Whereas, like, some of this, and I'm, I'm, I've mentioned this before, some of the post-WrestleMania um, uh, bloodline stuff has kind of gotten me twiddling my thumbs. Not to say that it's been bad, but some of the matches have just been repetitive slash um, predictable and, like, some of the segments feel like we're retreading used ground. So it, it was just refreshing to um to see something that honestly caught my interest. All right. Um you know, because uh, obviously this is the the you know, I think the last chapter of the bloodline. So I think that I think that, that was a critical step in telling that story. All right. Um and then I have, I have, um, Oscar versus, uh, so, no, I, no, I'm not going to give that a high point. I just, I can't. I was going to, but I can't. What? Why? What? Uh, um, eh, I'm just letting Come it. on, Selena Vega did good in that match. Well, well yeah, but it's just. Not enough to give it a high point if one person did good. All right, fine. I'll go ahead. <laughs> Am I upset? Am I upset? Go you? ahead. And then the other high, <laughs> the other high point was the Usos and uh, LWO with Ray and Santos. Okay. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um. Low points. Um, I'm gonna say the Street Profits and Rick Boogs and LA Knight. Oh, that was bad. Come on. Um, yeah, Alba Fire and Isla Dawn. Uh, I agree with you there. Um, and those were my low points. So, um, all right. Anything else to add? No, uh, that that about does it for the weekend wrestling. Right? Very good. Okay, so because you weren't here last night, so I'm gonna go over the posts that we have put up, okay? Okay. So the fantasy match we had Rhea Ripley in versus China. Now Ben, who would you pick? I would have picked China. Okay. So I have the results here and sixty three percent went with Rhea Ripley while thirty seven percent went with China. Well, I can kind of understand it because Rhea Ripley is on a roll right now. 
And the next post that we did was who will win, who will be the first to win the World Heavyweight Championship, AJ Styles or Seth Rollins? I still think it'll be Seth Rollins. Okay, and um, well, they made me think on a POV last night. With, yeah, with, because they went with AJ Styles. But like they made me think, like with their reasoning behind it. And what was their reasoning? Well, I mean, he's on he's on the set of Captain America. He's filming a movie, so if he's he if he might not be around, then it would make sense to give the AJ. Oh well, yeah, but I mean, like it's just. And I'm never gonna complain about AJ Styles being in a um, being in a, in a main event program because fuck it, it's AJ Styles. Um, but you know, to just toss him in there upon his return, and all of, all of a sudden he's there. You know, I would complain if it was Charlotte Flair. So I would I have to be fair and complain if it's AJ Styles. Okay. So eighteen percent went with AJ and eighty-two percent went with Seth. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. And here's the question that we that was asked: Is it time for Bianca Belair to turn the heel? No. Oh, what? No. Why? Not at all. Because number number one, she is the female version of John Cena right now. Okay. She, she is whether whether you agree with it or not. Personally, I would like I would love to see a heel Bianca. Like I'm not I'm not saying I'm not saying I don't want to see a heel Bianca. Um, but it, I wouldn't pull the trigger on that yet until until she drops the title. Like the t- the the whenever she drops the title. Because right now they're really focused on the historic aspect of her reign, even though between you and me, folks, I don't think it's that historic. But but um, but that's just that's just me. Um, but um, you know the issue is um, they're always going with numbers now. Numbers are a big deal to WWE, and it's just to me it, when you do that. It takes away from the rain itself, and um, and and going back to my original point, I think whenever she does drop this drop the title, that will be the uh, the turning point. Pardon the pun to get her to turn heel. All right, and the results we have here are sixty eight percent said yes, it's time. Well, thirty two said no. Okay. Perfectly understandable results. All right, now now we're gonna turn our attention to the tournament we have going on, which is the best slash worst pay per view of the Attitude Era. And I have results for you, and I need you to break a tie. So, give me a minute to pull up the results, and and I'll give you the numbers that I have in front of me. Okay. So. Here we go. Let me just switch over to my wrestling account. All right. So 
the first match is the one that needs to be broken. It is In Your House Degeneration X versus Unforgiven 1999. Um, Unforgiven 1999. Okay. And you know what I realized? Okay. January 97, we had NWO sold out, right? Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And December of 97, we had In Your House Degeneration X. You see what's going on here? Yeah. The the biggest, two biggest factions at the time had their own pay-per-views to book in the entire year. Yes, and the phones are already gone. Now, when I, when I didn't take calls, they want, they want to talk about uh, the weekend wrestling and the weird AEW show we had this week. Yes, well, you're too late with your phone calls. <laughs> <laughs> Operators will be standing by next week or on Tuesday for to uh, entertain your your predictions. Absolutely. Um, uh, I know we. I know. I see the time where we we can get through this real quick with the numbers. Okay. So I'm forgiving ninety nine moves on. Okay. Ned. Next match we had Backlash two thousand versus WrestleMania X seventeen. In terms of the better pay-per-view, I think it was WrestleMania 17. And we had WrestleMania 17 with 68% and Backlash with 32%. Not surprising whatsoever. The third match, we have Royal Rumble 99 versus King of the Ring 98. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Royal Rumble 99. Okay, and uh, Royal Rumble 99 got 71, King of the Ring 98 got 29. Okay. And the final match in the first round, In Your House Rock Bottom versus Survivor Series 1998. Um, Survivor Series 98. I don't know what people were thinking because 55% went with In Your House Rock Bottom and 45 went with Survivor uh, Series 98. Oh, did you did you fans actually watch Rock Bottom or are you just taking a guess? Well, clearly they didn't watch it. Right? Clearly. So, clearly. so what we what we're gonna do now, we're we're gonna go into break. I'm gonna set up the next round the second round matches. And I also have an announcement about the first movie tournament that I put together earlier today. I don't know if I'm going to put this one up on my TikTok page. Uh, it, it's just a, a random one I wanted to get out of the way. Okay, very so good. I'll round on the list of movies uh, for you and see uh, what you wait, which ones you know and which ones you don't. Because I only knew like one or two. Cool. So we'll be back shortly. All right, we're back. And uh, Ben, I put the matches for the second round together. And here's what we now have for the second round. So the first match and the winner of uh, this next match will face Royal Rumble 2000 on the left bracket. While the winner of the two matches on the right bracket faces the King of the Ring 1999 match, uh, pay-per-view. Okay. So, first match we have is Unforgiven 1999 versus WrestleMania 17. Ooh, that, that's a good one. 
And on the right side, we have Royal Rumble 1999 versus Ingerhouse Rock Bottom. Oh, I'm sorry, what was the first one? On the right side? Yeah, what was the first one that you, you said? I said, the, the, okay, I said, I said uh, Royal Rumble 99 versus Ingerhouse Rock Bottom. Okay, yeah, that's what I missed. Okay. All right, and now, okay, so fans, I'm gonna mix thing mix things up here. I'm gonna because wrestling and movies go together, so I'm gonna I'm gonna start movie tournaments up again. But this one, this first one, I just wanted to get out of the way. So I did this earlier today, so I don't know if I'm gonna actually do it on my TikTok page. But Ben, okay. I have a I have a list of the twenty most punk rock movies. Okay. Now, how well do you know punk rock movies? Punk rock movies, not very well. Punk rock uh, music, uh, I'm hit or miss. All right. Well, I know maybe one or two of these, so I'm gonna rhyme off this list and see what you know, which ones you know, which ones you don't. Okay. Okay. So the first one I have is Glory Days. Uh, nope. All right. So let's look up Glory Days. I'm just pulling it by MDB on my phone. So, so, sorry, Glory Days is a 1995 I'm just, I'm curious, hold on. And fans, if you've seen Scream, you know who Matthew Lillard is. Or, or if, if you've seen uh, the, the Scooby-Doo movies. Yep. Um, oh, okay, hold on. and I, 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 I'm guessing there was a sequel to it. Interesting, all right. Oh, so, okay, so this, this part, uh, runs a little bit long, but let me just let me read this to you because it's kind of funny. All right. Um, <laughs> this is this is the plot according to Wikipedia. Okay. Oh no. Um, the the film outlines the daily life of a punk named Stevo. No, not the actual Stevo, you jackasses. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know these marks. You have to clarify for people. Um, no, the, the our audience is intelligent and witty as fuck. But for the other ones, you have to you have to you know spell it out very very clearly from A to Z. So that's why I did that. Anyway, um, so uh, he lives in Salt Lake City, Utah, and is set in the fall of of nineteen eighty five. Steve-O's best friend, Heroin Bob. <laughs> what the fuck? Now, now you see why I read this. 
Steve's friend Heroin Bob is also a punk. The nickname Heroin is ironic as Bob is afraid of needles and is actually believes that any drug, with the notable exception of alcohol and cigarettes, is inherently dangerous. So, so he smoked cigarettes. Well, I agree with him about the drug part, but doesn't he realize how, how, how dangerous cigarettes are? But then again, I guess this is 1985, so, you know. All right. Um, <laughs> I was only, I was only 11 years old. <laughs> okay, well. I was, I was negative three. So, <laughs> Steve, Steve O and Bob go from party to party while living in a dilapidated apartment. They spend much of their time fighting with members of other subcultures, particularly rednecks. Steve-O has... <laughs> what is going on? Steve-O has a casual relationship with a girl named Sandy, while Bob is in love with Trish, the manager of a head shop. I don't know what a head shop is. <laughs> the, the two now, hold on. Side, side note... Uh, Annabeth Gish plays uh, Trish, and if she, that name, if you recognize that name, she was in Sons of Anarchy, and she was also in The Chaperone. Yes, I yes, I I do know her from Sons of Anarchy, absolutely. Yep. Um, the the two of them are shaped by their experience with their parents. Steve-O's parents know divorce. They're former hippies who are proud of their youthful endeavors. However, Steve-O is revolted when, with what he perceives as they're selling out by becoming affluent Regan Republicans, which they lamely try to justify. Steve-O's grades are excellent, and when his father sends an application to Harvard Law School and Steve-O is accepted, he nevertheless rejects it because of his beliefs. By contrast, Bob's father is, ment is a mentally ill alcoholic who mistakes his son and his friend for CIA operatives and chases them away with a shotgun when they visit him on his birthday. Oh, boy. Poor, poor guy. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh, but goddamn. Steve begins to see the drawbacks of living the punk life. Sean, a, a fellow punk, was a drug dealer who once attempted to stab his mother while under the influence of an entire <laughs> What the fuck? What? <laughs> what is going on right now? <laughs> well, you're the one that bought the movie, Zach, and then you got me curious, and then I saw it, and I had to read it. So Why well, I know, but I was just going to run this list to buy you. I, was, uh, I didn't think we were going to go deep and do a deep dive on this one. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a deep dive, you idiot. I'm reading a plot synopsis. Anywho... Let me finish. So, um, so his friend Sean <laughs> attempted. <laughs> Stop making me laugh. I gotta get through this shit. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. 
Oh, freeze, Lux, freeze. Okay. Oh my god, this is hilarious. Alright, so he went, he once attempted to stab his mother to death while under the influence of acid. Oh shit. <laughs> Holy shit. Wow. This just got really I don't do about I'm not doing anything. I'm not making you laugh, I'm doing anything. Wow. Holy crap, no, this, you're absolutely not. This synopsis, it just got very dark very quickly. Um, okay, so then, it's, then um, uh, while Steve-O understands that his relationship with Sandy is casual, he is still enraged when he, when he discovers her having sex with another man and savagely beats him later loathing himself because his action contradicts his own belief in anarchism. His social circle also begins to drift away as his friend Mike leaves Salt Lake City to attend the University of Notre Dame. Soon after, Steve also attends a party and falls in, falls in love with a rich girl named Brandy. Well, he upgraded apparently. Good, good for Steve-O. Who points out that his clothing and hair are fashion as opposed to true re rebellion? Rather than being offended, Steve O takes the criticism thoughtfully and so on and so forth. And at the same party, whatever. <laughs> anyway, that, that's about it. But it's just, it, you know. If there was if there was ever a synopsis to read on the air, folks, because if you're um, if you're longtime listeners of the of the podcast, we used to do these um, movie lists quite a bit before we moved away from them. Well, because um, we needed something to get us through that freaking pandemic garbage. Well, absolutely. Um, and I'm so glad that's over. But, but So I'm not going to read any more synopsis because right. it would just take too long. Yeah. But as soon as I looked up this one to see what it was about, I had to read that to you because I just found it absolutely hilarious. I'm just a fan of tournaments. That's why, like, I see movie tournaments, music, and music lists. I'm like, okay, I see tournament here. Very good. So, so continue with your list. I'm sorry. Uh, we, we went off the deep end with that one, but it was so much fun. All right. So the next one I have on my list is What We Do Is Secret, which is from 2007. No, I haven't heard of that one. This next one is called CBGB, which is uh, basically a movie about uh, an actual uh, club in the, from the, in the 70s called CBGB, which was a punk rock uh, hangout. I've I've heard of it and I've seen I've seen clips from it, but I've never sat down and watched the movie. Next one on my list I have is The Runaways, and I saw this one. This one was good. Uh, what was that one about? It was about uh, Joan Chet. Oh, okay. Yeah, this one was good. I I liked this one. Cool. Then we have Times Square. Nope, never, never heard that. So let's see. Times Square is Times Square is a nineteen eighty movie. Oh, starring Tim Curry from a Rocky Horror Picture Show. Okay, 
The, on the next on my list is one of my favorites, Rock and Roll High School. Never saw it. Oh, that one you gotta watch. That one I enjoyed. It, it's not like one of those movies you watch and watch over and over and again, but to watch it once, it, it's a good movie. Okay. Story, it, it's basically a story about this um this uh, high school girl named Riff Randall who's trying to score tickets to go see the Ramones. Basically, the high school principal is trying to ban all punk rock music and like burning records and the students are all, all uh, joined together and form a rebellion against her. Oh, so it's kind of like a punk rock version of Footloose. Something like that, yeah. Instead of banning dancing, uh, they wanted to ban punk rock from school. And so okay. Riff Randall was uh, leading the was leading the the group of students in the campaign against uh, principals. Cool. So next we have Gimme Danger. Never heard of it. So let's see. Give Me Danger is for uh, 2016. That's the latest step. That's the. Uh... All right. Then we have Suburbia, The Filth, and The Fury. Either of those two? Nope. Okay. Then we have Valley Girl. You have to have heard that one. Uh, yes, I have. That was. I don't like that. I don't know. And I saw it. I and they did a remake of it in twenty twenty. Um. Well. Uh, you know, of, like I said, I've heard of it, but I never actually saw it. So, next on my list is Control. Then we have a band called Death. We have We Are the Best. Then we have the nineteen ninety one the year punk rock broke then we oh, have cool. then we have repo man next Re we have what's, what's that <laughs> talk about a wrestling connection <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> like repo man there we go <laughs> then we have joe's drummer the future is unwritten so you haven't heard about these ones i know no. Then we have Sid and Nancy. Never heard of that one either. Like Sid and Nancy, basically, it's the story of Sid Vicious, the one oh, of the, from the Sex Pistols. Yeah. Okay. Then we have the decline of Western civilization, and last on my list is twenty-four hour party people. Now, oh, I put this tournament together earlier. Because I I wasn't sure if I was going to do it on my TikTok, and I don't think I'm going to do it after reading off this list of oh. basically no-name movies, except for the ones that I mentioned I already know. Yeah, that well, that makes sense. So I have a winner for you. The winner for the most punk rock movie tournament is CBGB. Oh, damn. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. Um, and I was actually looking at the next tournament that uh, we're going to do the next wrestling tournament. Now, I, I found this one because I was looking at the, at the like list of uh, ones that I had, uh, 
in uh, one of the folders, but I found this one that's been uh, hanging, that's been sitting here in in my uh, in the, not the folder, but like the main uh, list. And this one is the top ten most controversial tag teams. Oh, okay. So I don't know if you want to uh, do if oh, you want to uh, do that one next. Oh, I want to hear that. All yeah. right, let me run down this list for you. Yeah. So, in no particular order, we have <laughs> the Dudley Boys. Okay. Billy and Chuck. Um, I'm sorry, is this the worst tag teams? No, no, the most controversial tag oh, teams. Oh, the most controversial, okay. Yeah, so we have Dudley Boys, Billy and Chuck, The Outsiders. Okay. APA. Young Bucks, okay. The New Age Young. Outlaws. Okay. Liberacy Stunts. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> uh, well, they were controversial. I'll give you that. The Nasty Boys. Jesus. Oh, God. FTR. What's controversial about FTR? I don't know. Wow. Weird. And and the gangsters. Well, that they are they won that list absolutely. I mean, they define. Uh, now, they de- okay. Do you want me to? Do you want to do this tournament, or do you want me to just do it on my own, and then I'll give you the results? Um, I'll just have you do it on your own. What's that? I'll have you do it on your own and report back to me because I'm curious. Okay, yeah, I, this one is, isn't one that I think would uh, work on a on a TikTok page. Yeah, I mean, just like some of the names, like FDR. What's controversial about them? Yeah, that was kind of weird. So, and the Nazi boys were just weird. So, <laughs> yeah, but um, okay, but basically, on the on the other list of tournaments we have. We still have the worst heel turns, the top 10 best heel wrestlers, and the toughest women tournament. I, I'm going to go with the, uh, the worst heel turns. You want to do that tournament on, uh, on here? Yes. All right, you want me to redo that list? Yep. Here sure. we go. Okay, from 10 to 1. Number 10, Rikishi. I agree. Number I did it for The Rock. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Number 9 is The Undertaker. Oh, come on. That's blasphemous. How is that the worst deal? I don't understand. How is that even a consideration? I don't want in the top right? 10. Number God eight. Damn. Number eight is Mark Marrow. Oh yeah, that was number, bad. Number seven because, is number seven is he, sorry. He because Mark Marrow was designed to play Johnny B. Bad. Okay, once he was out of the Johnny B. Bad character, it wasn't really that good. Yeah, you know. <laughs> number eight, we have X Pac. Okay, talk about random. <laughs> number seven we have triple h 
What? He was an, he was an amazing heel. My God, I'm, I might flip the computer. What is uh, going on here? He was an amazing heel. He was one of the best heels in the game. But no, pardon the pun. Pardon the pun. But Jesus Christ. What we're going off the rails here with this list. I went off the rails with that movie description, but Jesus Christ. And here are your top five for heel turns, okay? Okay. Now number five, Ken Shamrock. Again, this is the top five for your worst heel turns. Ken Shamrock. Number four is Gold Dust. Number three is Yeah. Number three is Taka Michinoku. Yeah, I agree. Sorry, let me see what it's. No, sorry, that was uh, number that Shamrock was number five. Okay, five number four was called us. Three, sorry, three was the Godfather. Two was Taka Michinoku. Number one worst heel turn, Steve Austin. I agree, absolutely agree. So if you want, we can do this one on the show, this tournament, after we finish this pay-per-view one. Uh, yeah, I, I think we should. All right. I think, I think that'd be interesting. And before we go into wrestling roulette, I'm going to create a wrestler, Ben. Okay. So let's take a, you, you know the You know the drill here, okay? Okay. So let me just... Uh, Right, let me just uh, set this up. So I'm going to open up my notepad real quick. On the fly preparation, folks. Right. All right, just going to clear the names here. All right. All right, so this is basically the same, the usual, like two seconds and then stop. Okay, now. I'm going to create, Ben, I'm going to create, I'm going to turn you into WWE Superstar. I'm going to give you, you're going to have a trainer, entrance music, promo skills, moveset, finisher, partner, manager, your first feud with, and your championship, okay? Okay, so you're writing all this down, right, or should I? Yeah, no, I'm writing it all down, that's why I said I'm clear, I cleared my notepad. Okay, very good. All right, so are you ready? Yeah. Let me just uh, set the. Wow. Uh, no, here we go. Uh, sorry, I just had to set the. The slot, the video, so I can uh, move it. Okay. So. And. Right. And. Go, go. Stop. Oh. Okay. You're trained by Diamond Dallas Page. That's not bad. All right. Let's see whose entrance music you're going to have. So. All right. So. Here we go. And go. Stop. Oh, you can have some old Joe's entrance music. Oh, that's not that's not bad at all. <laughs> all, day, all day long. Okay. 
Alright, so let's next we're gonna find out your promo skills. Alright, and go. Stop. Promo. Promo skills. Bam bam bigelow. I don't know if he could cut promo. <laughs> Alright, Did he need did he need to? Alright, well that's gonna be a weak point. I mean, I guess, I guess, like, if you watched uh, Ron uh, in 1995 when uh, he was, uh, they put, they highlighted him in the tag team with Diesel, I guess he had to somewhat cut a promo, I guess, I don't know. <laughs> 95 was a blur. Yeah. All right. So let's see whose moves that you're going to have. And go. Stop. Okay. <laughs> You're gonna have Kofi Kingston's move set. Oh fuck. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> I don't know if I'm that athletic. <laughs> Alright, so cool. Alright. So let's take a look at uh, wait, whose finisher you're gonna have? This should be interesting. And go. Stop. Oh, wow. Okay. You can have Lex Luger's finisher in the torture rack. Oh, this is going off the rails. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> you, you can tell this is done via the randomizer, folks. Well, it's on the, it's on the video I have in front of me. I'm not even using my randomizer on my phone. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Okay, who is your tag team partner going to be? And go. Stop. Okay. <clears throat> your tag team partner is going to be Daniel Bryan. Yes, finally a victory. <laughs> Thank Christ. <laughs> All right. So Daniel Bryan is your tag team partner. All right. Now, who will your manager be, though? Let's see. Who and go. Stop. Oh, interesting. Your manager will be Rob Van Dam. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> <laughs> This 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 sounds like it was it was put together in two K twenty thirty. Jesus Christ! What? what? <laughs> okay, uh, who will your first feud be with? And go. Stop. Oh wow. <laughs> Your first feed will be with Terry Funk. Oh, Jesus, I'm going to get my ass with <laughs> Good God. Now, uh, this, this next one is going to be confused. Okay. And your champion, and which championship will you win? And go. Stop. Oh, let's try it again. And go. 
stop. Okay. Yeah, the, the NXT, you got the NXT UK World Championship. Okay, not bad. All right, so... <laughs> okay, so... Let's take a look at what we have here. With, now that we were done crew, uh, turning Ben into a WWE superstar. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so, Ben... <laughs> yeah. All right. You were trained by Diamond Dallas Page. Okay. You're using Samoa Joe's entrance music. We started out strong, folks. <laughs> you got promos. Your promo skills are from Bam Bam Bigelow's promo skills. That, that's questionable. <laughs> you have Kofi Kingston's moveset. Well, I, I guess it fits my body type, but Jesus Christ. <laughs> you have Lex Luger's finisher, the torture rack. That is absolutely terrible. <laughs> Your tag team partner is Daniel Bryan. I am happy about that. Your manager is going to be RVD. Oh, jeez. Your first feud will be with Terry Funk. And your first championship will be the NXT UK World Heavyweight Championship. Wow, I'm all over the place like a Vince McMahon book roll. Jesus Christ. <laughs> this looks like a Vince McMahon created superstar. It, it really does. Come on, we're going to take this Ben Pierce character. We're going to turn him into a superstar. It'll be good shit, pal. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> Good lord. Oh my god. Like I have another I have another one on here, but we can do do that for the next show. Okay. Yeah, let's you know, let's we're gonna see. get into wrestling roulette after we come back from the break. Alright, we're back. Uh sorry about that. Ben I had to I was finishing off this tournament because I said I was gonna do this while I was um while we were in commercial. And I did do this while we were in commercial. So I was just finishing the matches for the first round because I'm going to I'm gonna roll this over to the next show and uh, however many other shows after that it takes, okay. which I'm sure it won't take much. But here we go with the matches, okay? Okay. So we have we have in the on the left brackets the first match is the Leverse Stones versus the New Age Outlaws. New Age Outlaws. And then we have the APA versus the Nasty Boys. APA. And the winner of that match will face the Young Bucks. Well, oh my god. I, I kind of hope the APA wins just so they can smash the fuck <laughs> out of the Young Bucks. Wow, you do, you're you're a poet. Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and on the right side we have the gangsters versus the Dudley Boys. I gotta go with the gangsters. And we have Billy and Chuck versus the Outsiders. Oh please, the Outsiders. And the winner of that match will face FTR. Okay. Yeah, it's going to be tough to beat FTR either way, honestly, I think. All right, I don't know, I mean, what do you think of this uh, tournament now that you heard these matches? 
so far it seems kind of weird. It's kind of like our creator wrestler that we did a few minutes ago. Right, but but this one we used to my randomizer, which always has throws out good matches. Absolutely. I mean that's how we got to freaking um that's how we got the the bloodline versus the shield. Yeah, well that one was a good one. Alright, so that brings us to our final segment. I'm gonna pull up the wrestling roulette, so give me a minute to do that real quick and we'll be back in a second all right ben it's time for wrestling roulette your favorite segment so yes, now we, we made a few changes and ben now you want to tell the fans what these changes are so pretty much um leo now has like 300 songs available to him but because there are um bound to be repeats we especially with like the undertaker yeah. or something called and i can't sit and i can't sit there and uh, go through every single song so yeah we we decided that every time either one of those guys come up more than once in the playlist it's negative one to my score um so this would be interesting and both of those guys are bound to become my roulette enemy right hey you roulette enemy my roulette, <laughs> my roulette rival, we'll, we'll call them. All right, and so the way this works, I play 21 tracks, and Ben has 10 seconds, and Ben has to guess which roster that theme belongs to. Ben, are you ready for your first one? Yes, I am. All right, let's make sure the volume, yep, volume's all good. Here we go. Lita. Lita. All right, you are on the board with one. Here we go with number two. Uh, Vince? <laughs> Vince McMahon. That's the rap version. Oh, God. That was bad. <laughs> Terrible. Hey, here we go. I should note that we're going to add Vince McMahon to that list. So he's your third enemy on this list. So you're down yeah. to minus one. You're down, to, no. you're, you're, you're down to one. Okay. All right, here we go. God, that will burn several brain cells. <laughs> <laughs> the union. The union. Do you remember this uh, faction? Uh, vaguely. I know. I think it was uh, Vince who was part of it. Big Show was in it. Test, I believe. Mick Foley. I think but that's. Then, I think it's all the corporation. No, I I'm think. Not. I'm gonna look that up because I always get confused. Yeah, look that up uh, while while I uh, play uh, track number three here. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah.
Undertaker. Undertaker. All right, here we go. John Cena. John Cena. Did you find it? Yeah, it was um, Ken Shamrock, The Big Show, Test, and Mankind. Yeah, there you go. I told you that those were the members of the union. And uh, they, I think they end the events with the, them, which is weird. Well, they were... Um, they were what? They, they were fighting against the corporation. Yeah. So... Yeah, that would, that would make sense. All right, here we go, number five. Brian Pillman. Brian Pillman. Speaking of which, Ben. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Now, I think we should start uh, doing a Dark Side of the Ring again. Yeah. I do, and uh, the the first episode airs on the th- on the thirtieth. Oh, but well, we can't do it on on that night, but on the the following Saturday, we can add that yeah. to. But um, how many of the season three ones did we do? I'm not sure, brother. All right. Well, okay. So that's gonna be your homework if you can look that up, and uh, then uh. We can go from there because I feel like we had to stop at one point because uh, they stopped the filming episodes. Yeah. All right. If I remember correctly. All right, number six. Here we go. You know what? I'm not going to give you that one. That's the deepest search theme I was trying to get. I was looking for that one so I could uh, delete it from the list. So here we go, number uh, six. RVD. RVD. How do you always get that? <laughs> I don't know. Alright, here we go. I spit in the face of people who don't want to be cool. You know what cool is? One of the coolest returns in recent WWE history, Carlito. That was that was uh, that was cool. I was a surprise return. I really liked that one. All right, number eight. I ain't the lady to mess with. Victoria. Victoria, how do you give her this music? This doesn't fit her. Um, <coughs> no, no, I don't think it does either. All right, here we go. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Stone Cold Steve Austin. All right, number 10, here we go.
The Vaude Villains? No, it's not. That is Gorgeous George from WCW. Oh, okay. All right, you will. Is that Dijak? No. Nope. That is China. That's oh, an that's... that's an instrumental version of her theme. Oh, that's god awful. CM Punk slash Randy Orton. <laughs> CM Punk, yeah. Wait, you don't have to add Randy Orton. You already said CM Punk. Okay, so you got it anyways. Yeah. Wait, what was that? That was track number 12? I think so. All right, here we go. 13. Oh, minus one, Ben. Back down to 12. Fuck you, Vince. No, no, you had a uh, 10. That was track. Uh, yeah, yeah, back down to 12. Yeah. Back down to 12. So you're back down to nine. All right, here we go. Pass. That is the Nitro Girls. Oh, that one doesn't count. Yeah, we're not gonna we're not gonna count that one. That's bullshit. <laughs> we're not counting that one. Nitro girls. No, no, no. Here we go. <laughs> this this is track fourteen right here. Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar. All right. Here we go, number 15. That is Brian Pillman, his WCW theme. Mm, All right, minus one. Why minus one? Because it's a repeat. Brian Pillman? Oh, yeah, yes, you're right, you're right. So we're back down to 413. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to have to make a, after this, I'm going to make a list of uh, all the ones that are repeats on here. That one I can do. All right, here we go. Oh, no. Pass. I don't know. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh dear Lord. <laughs> You're back down to nine, to nine. You son of a bitch. <laughs> All right, here we go.
what? Um, I don't know. John Laurinaitis when he was the beach bitch. No, no, it wasn't. <laughs> I don't think you can even sing. I don't think you knows how to sing. That was Jimmy Hart. Oh. All right, here we go. Candace? No, that was Michelle McCool. Oh, okay. All right, here we go, track number 15. Maybe. Kane. Kane, he's another one that we're going to add. Because yeah. there's multiple versions of his scene. All right. So you are up to, you are up to, uh, yeah, 10. All right. Let's see if we can get to 11. Triple H, that's another one we'd have to add. I, I'm telling you, I'm just like learning as we go along here. Yeah. This is the first time we just came up with this during the commercial. Yep. Here we go. Jake the Snake Roberts. Jake the Snake Roberts, you are up to 12. How, and how many overall was that? So hold on, that, that's 16 tracks. I believe we're up to 17 now. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> nope. All right, Lita is added. We're back down. You're back down to 11, Ben. What's going on? Motherfuckers. Oh, come on. <laughs> that a bitch. I feel like Julian. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're back down to 10. Ben, what's going on? Here we go. Degeneration X. Degeneration X. Now that that's a faction, so it doesn't count as, as a Triple H. Right. Here we go. Simon Dean. I don't know. Simon Dean. What? How? <laughs> 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 What? How did you get? Okay, sure. <laughs> I 
fuck? We're getting funky with Funaki up in here. <laughs> oh my god, that is terrible. <laughs> All right, here we go. Track number 20. Oh, come on! Yes. All right. So track twenty coming up, maybe. Here we go. Uh, Pat. That is Billy Kidman. Oh damn. Okay. All right. Here we go. This is the last track. Are you ready? Yes, sir. John Morrison. John Morrison. All right, Ben. That's 21 tracks. Your final score is 15. That's not bad. All right, you know what? Let's take a look at what 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 was gonna what the next one would have been. Are you ready? Yes, sir. <laughs> oh, thank God, thank God we didn't play that. I would have gotten docked again. <laughs> you would have. Oh. All right, so that is Russell Roulette. Um, now. That brings us to the end of our show. Ben, we'll see if we should close the show off for the week. Absolutely, Until Tuesday. Because we will be back on Tuesday with our Double or Nothing predictions. Absolutely. And don't forget the riveting Raw reaction because nobody can live without three hours of Monday Night Raw. Be dead. Wait a minute. Did you, did you say egads? <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, okay. Sure. Ladies and gentlemen, I exist to make my co host laugh. <laughs> All right. So, for my co host, Ben, I'm Elio. This has been the PC Progression Wrestling Podcast. We will be back on Tuesday with all your double predictions, all your raw reactions. Till then, Ben, say goodnight to the fans. Good night to the fans. No, 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 I'm not that big of a dick. Um, <laughs> thanks, for, thanks, for, thanks for hanging out. Thanks for uh, sticking with me through my rants. Um, especially that one. That was pretty funny. And we'll be we'll be right back on Tuesday. Welcome to the greatest love you ever-